Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you. 403-974-TALK, 974-8255. A lot more time for your phone calls. Uh, later on, we'll, we'll kind of take a more narrow focus on beer. It is National Beer Day, by the way. Uh, great out falls on a Friday. We're going to hear from Terry Rock with the Alberta Small Brewers Association. What does this new Canadian free trade agreement mean for the beer industry? Not a lot of good news, doesn't look like. But there at least has been some good news in terms of the, the growth of the Alberta beer industry. We'll get into that after 2.30. Dana Larson, marijuana activist on his marijuana seed giving away tour. Back in the city where he got arrested for doing just that. He joins us in studio at 2 o'clock. Uh, But let's talk about that free trade agreement. It's interesting that on Canada's 150th anniversary, we're now realizing that we don't really have an optimum arrangement when it comes to doing business within Canada. We've got free trade agreements with the United States, Mexico, now Europe. Why is trading within our borders uh, such a big issue? Uh, anyway, joining us for some thoughts on that, very pleased to welcome to the program here today, Trevor, T- uh, Trevor Toome is an economist at the University of Calgary, uh, Calgary, a fellow of the School of Public Policy. Trevor, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. Great to be here. Hey, by the way, before we talk about the trade agreement, there, there was some, a little bit of good news. We haven't seen much of it on the jobs front for Alberta today, the latest uh, jobless numbers. I know you were going through some of those numbers. What, what did they say to you? Yes, we saw about 20,000 jobs created in March of this year. So that was a pretty positive report after a string of some pretty mediocre jobs numbers up until that point. And so it really does agree with a lot of other data that we're seeing come in on manufacturing, on exports, oil production, retail sales, etc. It looks very much like uh, the recovery is well underway. Uh, And so it is good to see employment rising. But it's not across the board. We still see quite a bit of weakness in a number of areas, in particular those related to oil and gas. And it also looks like in that report, the number of long-term unemployed workers in Alberta has reached the the highest point in history, a little over 63,000. So yeah, some some bright spots for sure, but um, still some, some challenges in some important areas. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this trade agreement. In terms of why we need this, uh, because Canada is a confederation, it's a country, but there are a lot of barriers that that are in place uh, when it comes to interprovincial trade. So why do we need this kind of an agreement in the first place? Well, each province does have scope to set its own rules and regulations uh, around professional licensing, around product safety standards, around simple things like the appropriate bottle size, beer bottle size in particular is one thing that pops out. So there are a lot of ways in which different rules can make it harder for a business in one province to sell into another. And what that means is that for consumers, the goods we buy, if they come from elsewhere, are more expensive than they need to be or are just uh, really impossible to get. And so what a deal like this is meant to do is try to 
harmonize those rules and regulations to make it easier for a business to sell into another market. And so I think it, it's an important goal that the premiers have you know, set themselves. Whether this deal is going to lower those barriers significantly is something that is yet to be determined. But I think after reading through it, and it is over 300 pages long, so it's going to take some time to digest, but it does look like it's a fairly ambitious uh, agreement. And so hopefully over time, this will lower those barriers and boost Canadian productivity. Well, talk about how it can do that, because it's not as though we're overhauling the Constitution where we're taking the, the ability of the provinces to put those, those policies in place. We're not taking that away. So how are we, how's the federal government able to, to get around those provincial rules? So one thing in the deal that's going to be important to watch in the future is how disputes are settled. And so if a province has a policy that discriminates against producers from outside its borders, those other provinces or private businesses and individuals can uh, lobby, or sorry, launch a complaint that starts a process to resolve that dispute. And within the deal, the provinces have agreed to the establishment of a panel, like a tribunal, that will rule on whether or not the particular provision violates the agreement. And if it does, they've agreed to be bound by that ruling, or they need to. Uh, withdraw themselves from the deal. And if they don't, uh, there are penalties, both monetary and retaliatory measures that other provinces can levy against the impinging party. As an example here, being National Beer Day, it's a good example. Alberta gives subsidies to local small brewers. It looks like that will be in violation of this agreement. And so they will need to uh, think about changing that program. Yeah, that's significant. We're going to hear from the small brewers later on today. Uh, I know that was a policy they embraced, and I know they'd like to see uh, improved interprovincial free trade. But yeah, that that could that could be an interesting development because otherwise, when it comes to knocking down barriers to to getting beer from Alberta on the shelves in other provinces, this this deal doesn't really get us there. It looks like. Well, yeah. So it does take some some modest steps in that direction. Uh, So they're going to be establishing a a working group, uh, the provinces, where uh, within a year or so we'll come back with a set of more specific recommendations. So we we don't see much in the way of improving the way in which beer and wine is distributed in Canada in this deal today, but it may set us on the path for future changes that uh, might liberalize the alcohol market in this country. And and we should also note there's a Supreme Court case uh, working its way through right now involving interprovincial trade in beer in New Brunswick. And so depending on how the Supreme Court rules, I mean, that could really turn everything over on its head. Uh, There's been another uh, piece of of news uh, recently that that is also relevant here because we'd heard that uh, the Premier of Saskatchewan was offering some incentives to one particular oil and gas company, maybe others, to relocate from Alberta to Saskatchewan, uh, would this be something that would violate this this new agreement? Yeah, it looks very much like providing a subsidy that would cause uh, a firm to relocate from one province to another is prohibited, specifically prohibited. And in the New West Partnership Agreement, this is something that a few days ago we heard Premier Notley mentioned that the Saskatchewan headquarters subsidies might violate that. There would be ways of designing it in the New West Partnership Agreement that wouldn't be in violation. So long as they design it in a way that's not targeted at a specific firm, it would be allowed. But this new deal has much stronger language. It doesn't seem as though there would be any way to design a program to subsidize firms to switch their headquarters into your province. Um, so the only way to then attract new business would be to do 
broad things like changing your tax code, lowering your corporate income tax rates, uh, you know, things that are you know, just fine, changing the broader business environment. So does this then supersede the, the new West Partnership? No, uh, interestingly. So now both the new West Partnership Agreement and this deal are both uh, at, at work. And so how the two relate to each other will be interesting uh, to watch. Uh, roughly speaking, you should think of the, the most binding aspect of each deal will be what bites. And so as far as headquarters subsidies are concerned, it's not the new West Partnership Agreement that will win the day. It is this one. Now, the federal government expects this is going to add $25 billion a year to Canada's GDP, uh, which sounds like a big number. Uh, How realistic is that number, and and how does this agreement get us there? So I couldn't imagine how they could possibly have come up with an estimate of that type. I have my own estimates on this, too, Some, some published work earlier this year measuring the magnitude of internal trade costs and how much GDP could grow if those trade costs and at the high end of, of our estimates was that GDP could grow by about $130 billion a year. And so 25 is not at all unrealistic. Uh, it, it really just depends on how much this deal will lead provinces to change their rules and regulations. And that will happen only slowly through time as uh, disputes are resolved and panel rulings come out. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think $25 billion is implausible. Uh, we could do more if we had an even broader deal than this. So it could be much higher then. Yep, yep. <laughs> certainly our estimates uh, are are about five times larger than that one. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's well, that's crazy. That if, if if there's that much in terms of economically damaging trade barriers in Canada, why is it taking us so long to say uh, this doesn't make sense? Well, it, it does require that provinces give up in some sense some sovereignty. It the the nature of the trade barriers is that rules and regulations and certifications and standards and so on are different and that creates a friction for business operating in different markets so the way you would sweep away all the rules and regulations is by something known as a mutual recognition agreement where basically every province says that well if it's good enough for your province it's good enough in mine this one is a much more modest um, step towards harmonizing rules and regulations rather than just blanketly saying uh, that whatever's good in BC is okay in Alberta. Um, and, and so it would be difficult for provinces to sign on to a mutual recognition agreement because then they would essentially be saying that they are giving up some control over their ability to regulate their own provincial markets. Right, but there's nothing stopping a province from saying, look, we're going to slash our corporate tax rate in half. Nope, nothing right? at all, yeah. Yeah, well, it's fascinating. Uh, Trip, we'll see how it's uh, received. And as you say, still a lot of details to go through. But appreciate uh, your analysis here today. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Take care. All right, you too. Trevor Toom, economist at the University of Calgary, a fellow with the School of Public Policy at the U of C. So his thoughts, that was <laughs> the answer I was expecting. Usually you think the government's going to be the one giving the inflated number about this great policy they've come up with and how good it's going to be. So $25 billion a year in GDP Trevor Toombs says, look, we went through some of the numbers. Actually, this could be a lot higher. Maybe we need to go even further than this agreement. So you think about then how damaging all of these trade barriers are. Yeah, it's bonkers. All right, 403-974-8255. Quick break here. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.